Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Today we continue with more excerpts from my course, Embodied Values and Virtues. The topic today and in the next two episodes is excellence, and it's quite relevant to the quiet quitting stuff we're hearing about in the news these days. In this episode, why never giving up is bad advice, how will-based excellence isn't sustainable, and the terror of letting go of what once worked but no longer serves you. As I mentioned, this series is from the course entitled Embodied Values and Virtues, which you can find at courses.clearandopen.com. Speaking of courses, I'm excited to announce my next course begins September 22nd, 2022, and it's called Cultivating Soul Essence, Accessing the Deepest You. Have you ever had the sense there was a deeper, bigger version of yourself that doesn't express in your life? Or maybe it's your experience that it does express, but not for very long and not reliably. Do you hunger to be that version of you? Deeper, more often, bigger. In my picture, that deepest self is actually the soul, and we can be that soul in embodiment by doing two things, tracking and healing our shadow issues that cover wounds and cultivating access to soul. My last course, Light and Shadow Themes, was mostly about identifying and tracking shadow stuff. This course addresses the other side of the coin, the cultivation of soul. Both are necessary. This course will include guided meditations, one-on-one coaching, and assignments to help participants directly access the deepest part of themselves and embody that in daily life. I hope you can join us. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Hey, um general observation that I'm torn between the conditioning of working really, really hard and never giving up. And to your, we talked about a few weeks back, or last week, actually pushing the boulder up the hill and realizing that you're pushing a boulder up a hill and maybe all this hard work is not what you're meant to do. It's, it's difficult to see. Like I, I really want to be a and have been conditioned and trained to be a hardworking member of society. And there's this don't give up, don't give up. But like having that realization of when maybe, you know, whatever analogy you want to use, barking up the wrong tree, going up the wrong path, or when it feels too hard, like I think I'm, it just kind of all melted away or a lot of it melted away where I just saw, wow, I've been slogging I don't know if it's a slogging word. You, it is you slog. now. It is now. I've been, I think everybody here understood <laughs> it, so that makes it a word. No, it, it just feels like I've been slogging for a long time. And I think by choosing a different path, I don't feel that it would be a slog, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, the, the, the advice of never giving up is actually terrible advice. And uh, anyone who's ever taken that paradigm to its logical conclusion can tell you it's terrible advice because eventually you will do something 
that really required giving up. Um, so it's far more nuanced than just never give up or, you know, don't give up. It's, it's just like I always, I always say, if you can fit it on a bumper sticker, it's not entirely true. It's going to be more nuanced than that. It's a great headline. Don't give up. It can be appropriate for certain segments of a journey, but that actually fits with something I want to talk about today, which is passion path. This is something I've talking, talked about in, um, in other venues, but we haven't talked about it in this course yet, but it's related to excellence. So more on what Ed is talking about either right now or after somebody else says something else. What else? If anything. Yeah, I had a, a moment with, uh, in relation to the integrity and the uh, paradigm of divided self <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> kind of a microphone drop moment for myself, I guess. <laughs> so uh, it kind of had, had to do with what Ed was talking about with uh, a non-relational mother. And it kind of snowballed from there for me. And um, mm -hmm. so I wanted to thank Ed for bringing that up. And then- um, Yeah, thanks, Ed. And then uh, also with uh, your thing with the non-verbal or pre-verbal- communication. So, um, yeah, just, it brought up and closed a lot of things for me. So. Thanks, Janae. You seem very forward in your experience, which is a, a, a nice thing to observe about you coming out of the, um, uh, of, uh, yeah, coming forward. It's nice. Thank you. I want to say another thing about, um, going off of what Ed said about the never giving up thing. Because that's the difficult thing to talk about with excellence because you'll see all this like will, mind-based, energy-based, never give up kind of orientation around excellence. And that's not how I hold it. Um, although it can be useful to learn that kind of, you know, military type excellence drive. It's, it's nice to know what you're capable of, but that the will-based, force-based kind of um, thing. It's just not sustainable, but uh, many people have to learn that themselves. What I would say is what we must consider is not only what is sustainable, but what is our sense of how, how one's life should be. So let's take like a marriage. Right now, think about the millions, maybe tens of millions of marriages around the world that are more than 50% bad in experience. Uh, and yet the couple has this idea that they should never give up because they said till death do you part and whatever other conditioning is in there. And yet maybe they've tried everything they could think of. And yet still most of the time, the majority of the time, it's more bad than good. Is that something that you would apply never give up to? Or is if you've done everything that you can, and it's still majority of the time bad than good, well, why would you stay in it? So, well, the answer to that is uh, justifications like relationships are hard work, um, you know, and everything else that comes along with that's kind of never give up and, you know, get through the hard times. And, but if it goes on for three, four, five, ten 10 years, you have to start asking the question, like Ed was saying with work, 
if you, in integrity, say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Can I work through this difficulty? <clears throat> and there's no breakthrough and it remains a slog. You err on the side of taking responsibility. How can I, quote, make this relationship work? How can I make this job work? How can I make this career work? You put everything that you can into that so that, uh, same with managing an employee, you really want the employee to work out, you put everything you can into them so that if nothing changes, you have a clear conscience, con conscience about letting it go. It doesn't mean never let go, never move on. That's insane. Because, yeah, I don't think I need to explain why. It just is. So you, in, you invest to kick the tires of your own, you know, this isn't working. If you've invested 10 years or 20 years into a career or a marriage, I mean, it's just critical thinking to say, well, before you just start over and try something new, you might want to put in, you know, your best effort to, quote, save it. That's just critical thinking. That's just efficiency of resources. But then after you do that, it's, it would be uncritical thinking to stay in it anyway. So that's to me integrity. And, and you're not going to know. I say this to people all the time. I, I run into managers all the time who this employee is not, the employee quote is not working out, stock language. What the hell does not working out mean? Do you even know what that, what is, what's not working out? Or is it just sort of a feeling? And then inevitably, nine times out of 10, they haven't really coached the employee. They haven't done the accountability path type stuff. And um, so I'll say, look, you know, if you don't hold this person accountable and train them and coach them, and learn from the experience, you're gonna get another one of those. I don't know whether the employee is going to quote work out. I just know that you've gotta do all of what you can do for you out of integrity, out of commitment to excellence to find out whether that's the employee or not, because you can't lose. You're gonna become a better manager in the process. So what is this really about? So um, that to me is a, a form of an expression of honor and an expression of integrity, an expression of excellence. It means whatever is in front of you, whether you're pounding a nail into a piece of wood or you know, negotiating needs with a woman you've been, or man you've been married to for 20 years, you put everything into that as an expression of you, as an expression of care, as an expression of curiosity, as an expression of commitment, as an expression of competence, and surely many other words that start with C. So anything else before we dive into excellence? That's a decent segue, but I don't want to cut anyone off. No, it's a decent, it's a really good segue. And you basically summarized why it's taken me so long. And again, not in a judging way, why it's taken years to get to this point. I was very poor in my 20s. I didn't enjoy being poor. Poverty sucks. And I did a logical deductive reasoning of where I could make the most money based on my experience, education, what have you. And I mm -hmm. chose digital marketing because it was the mid 90s and that was coming on and I yeah. could talk my way into it. And I did. And I've had a successful, by all measures, career. Yeah. And it and it stopped being fulfilling quite a while ago. And mm -hmm. it's hard to let go of that because I don't want to be poor again. Like I've mm -hmm. been poor and it's, it's hard to 
let go. It's hard to face that fear of, you know, just the poverty that I remember. And this got me out of it. And now I'm going through that deductive reasoning. Okay, I'm letting go of the thing that got me out of being poor. That's terrifying. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Absolutely. Of course it would be. So, so yeah, but that summarizes it like, okay, that's what I'm afraid of. And, you know, going back upstream of that, my parents were in poverty too. So it's like, okay, we've got multiple generations of poverty that I'm feeling. I got out of it and now I'm going to let go of that. Am I insane? You know, it's a kind of emotional suicide. Yeah. That's what it feels like. In the name of honor. Yeah. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, you must do the thing you're afraid to do. And I would add, or not, because either way, you're going to dead end the paradigm. So you've been dead ending this and you're feeling the results of that dead end. And that was absolutely necessary for you to do. So well done. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.